sit podcast listener sit good podcaster good podcast listener hello welcome to for quality assurance um let's get right into it this is a podcast about uh, small pet questions or just pet questions in general that i want answers to now i The theme of the show is asking questions about pets that you don't think are important, but there's more to it. But yet, week after week here, I'm coming up against issues that I want to know about, but they are incredibly complicated. They're a lot more complicated than I had imagined they would be. So this week, I'm sitting here, um, and I'm looking at my my turtle tank, and I notice that I, I remember, oh, I haven't fed the turtle today. And I go over and I, I feed him red shrimp. Now, the one I'm giving him now is from ZooMed. And I say, where do these shrimp come from? Where do these tiny shrimp come from? So I call up ZooMed, and I had a couple exciting moments where they thought maybe I had had a counterfeit version of the red shrimp, which I would, which would have been better because I would have been able to find more information about this, but I didn't. So they tell me that uh, these shrimps are, I'm going to try and say this name, Solanocera Melathano Deman. Got it. And they're a tiny shrimp. They can live to be, if you've never seen these shrimps, they're, they're, they're in your pet store. They're these little freeze dried shrimps. Sometimes they sell them in uh, Asian supermarkets for putting in like soup to add uh, a fish flavor. It's sort of like a ad hoc broth cube, but with uh, seafood broth. But for turtles and fish it's these little freeze-dried shrimps that they sell there's really only two people that sell them zoomed and flukers so i called up zoomed and zoomed uh wouldn't really tell me how they got their shrimp um they said they're pulled from rivers in china they wouldn't tell me where in china they wouldn't really tell me how they did it um but as far as I can do, as far as I can tell, they're doing something called trawling, T-R-A-W-L, um, and you put nets down and you pull them across the ocean. It's a pretty standard way to, to, to catch fish. There's a lot of uh, controversy right now as to whether or not that's good for the environment because we're pretty much pulling everything, even like an endangered species could be in that net. Um, and I'm still, just so you know, for the end of this, this is the theme that I'm coming to of me not being able to answer my own questions is that I still don't really know where they get the shrimp. Um, I looked into the, we're just going to call it the melathano because I can say melantho. I can't even say it. I can't even say the one that I made up in order to, to get it. I, I looked into the melantho and they're known as a deep water mud shrimp. So my understanding, and there's a lot of videos online of people catching shrimp, but my understanding is pretty much they drag these big nets across the ocean floor. Um, they say in a river, but I imagine it's probably a river that, like, like a saltwater river or something. Um, they pull up the, the the mud, and within it are these huge amounts of, of tiny little shrimp. That's what I think. Um, I, I called up another company, um, Flukers and Flukers is using a different shrimp, which I will find the page of right now. It's the um, boy. <laughs> Remember last week when I was talking about how much fro- fun it is to say boofus with frogs? Inversely, as much fun to say shrimp names for such tiny little animals. They got big names. What was wrong with shrimp? Shrimp one, shrimp two. What's <laughs> Polyamontes science? Sinesis. Poly, polyamontes sinesis. They're also known as river shrimp. Now, 
these I found a little bit more on because I think they just um, pull them from like the grasses. They're they're known as grass shrimp uh, in some in some way or, or referred to it in the same uh, manner. And I think you just sort of pull them up from the riverbed. Um, but still, I don't know how you can because they're sold in huge amounts. I mean, the 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 container of uh, red shrimp I'm looking at here is massive. It's it's about the size of like a coffee can, and they sell tons of them. So I can't imagine that you're you're getting enough of these things to uh, 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 to feed people by just pulling by it seems like too many shrimp <laughs> so but I can't find any video of them catching them they're mostly from Asia and actually in in Taiwan uh, fish uh, shrimping fish is a big part of their industry um, these shrimp live for two years, which I've learned is like the average lifespan. You're looking at between two, between one and three years for any a pet shrimp, anything like that. Um, there's longer ones, obviously, you know, but I don't talk about outliers. Um, but that's how long a, sh- a little shrimp lives. That's a tiny little shrimp, two years. It's fun. We often think little doesn't live long, but not 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 true at all. Um, big part of Taiwan's uh, exporting is these shrimps. Are these shrimps? Um, and one great thing that I found out about them is that, A, they make great pets. Uh, the one that you get in America is called the Hawaiian shrimp, also known as the ruby red shrimp. Uh, they make for really great pets. They're very pretty. I've seen the tanks. There's a ton of videos online of people just showing their shrimps. It's just two minutes of them and their shrimps. Uh, and then the other part is there's uh, a couple years ago there were all these stories about these shrimp fishing cafes in uh, in Taiwan where you could sit and uh, like sh- shrimp for, fish for shrimp. I think they give you like sort of a modified uh, little net sort of uh, fishing thing. It's, you should uh, you should watch the videos. Look up shrimp fishing in Taiwan uh, cafe. That's another big one, and it's it seems like a lot of fun. But they've become big pets. These tiny little shrimps, even the ruby red shrimps, which are very similar to the um, the two the river shrimp and the other shrimp that I mentioned that are sold for food. But it's also become like koi. There's a lot of com- competitiveness to breeding the right ones. Um, several other interesting facts if you don't know about crustaceans, their environment affects a large part. Oftentimes, there are things you can change about a crustacean when it's uh, in a certain environment, it will grow to a certain size. If you ever go into a pet store and you see um, a, a little crayfish or even a lobster inside a tiny uh, container, it's not because it's cruel. It's because people want uh, a crustacean will grow to the size of their tank. And so uh, they keep them in a small thing for a short amount of time and then they'll, so they don't get too big for the tank that someone wants to buy. Uh, same with shrimp, apparently, with color. The color of the shrimp can change. Uh, but... I will say this feels like a two-parter. This feels like something I need to look into more because while there is a lot of video of giant fish, you know, giant shrimp, you know, big shrimp fishing, lots of lots of big shrimp, shrimps that you would eat uh, at a at a restaurant or that would be mainly in a shrimp dish or in a gumbo, lots of that. And then you see lots of people putting up pet videos of their of their specifically morphed. Uh, tiny little shrimp that are very adorable and very pretty, um, you're not seeing a lot of in-between of fishing of these tiny shrimp. And I should say, I found a lot of, the, of these tiny shrimps. There's far too many to list on this uh, podcast, even if I really, like, I'm serious. If I listed every single one, there's too many for this podcast. But uh, they're, they're mentioned a lot in cooking and bringing out umami and making stock and adding them to food. 
But and and even in the the, the shrimping industry in Taiwan is mentioned all the time. But getting the exact science of how they pull these tons of tiny little shrimp out of the river is or ocean is a uh, is still a little bit of a mystery here to me, uh, but we're gonna per- persevere on. So that was our thing about red shrimp, freeze dried or sun dried red shrimp from uh, either Zoomed or Flukers. Those are really the two brands you see. They sort of dominate the field in that. I don't see. I see other companies that mix it into what they do, but I'm not seeing a ton. Um, and I buy them for the for the turtles. I buy these little freeze dried shrimps fun little thing for you just before we go one of the only really great wikipedia pages on this i don't just use wikipedia so you know but it is sometimes a good listing for sources which is how you should use it um there are all these fun little uh acronyms for how you eat fish if you're a vegetarian uh this might not be amusing to you but how you prepare shrimp um so there's hoso h-o-s-o i'll give you three seconds to guess I doubt you get it. I really doubt you get it. Um, head on, shell on. And then SO. You can get that one now that I gave you the shell on, right? Um, PTO. Peel tail on. Um, my favorite, PUD, which is peeled undeveined. And then P and D. Peeled and deveined. <laughs> Bitty toe. Butterfly tail on. And quote Wikipedia, sometimes a letter F is placed in front of these abbreviations for the presentation in order to state that the shrimp comes from a farm. Interesting. They don't, uh, both these companies, although they wouldn't tell me how, Flukers and Zoomed wouldn't tell me how or where they get the shrimp from. They were very specific not to tell me where. I guess that these locations of these gatherings of shrimp are pretty uh, precious. Um, They both were very clear that they don't farm them. That was very, very clear. They do not farm these shrimp. Uh, they definitely get them from the wild. But they had no idea where they got them from. Um, and despite, there is a printing label. We got a little bit of a scoop here. Zoomed uh, says they're made in the USA, but it's a total label failure. So watch out for that. I think I could make a whole movie on this. Honestly, this is crazy. Where, you, where they get these tiny shrimp, this whole culture of these tiny shrimp uh, being bred for, for, for their cuteness and their colors. And... And even just simply, there's so, I mean, if you go into an Asian market, you will see a huge, especially if you live in a city and you can go to a, a, a fish market that isn't, you know, um, run by a, by a supermarket. If it's just on the side of the street, you will see these buckets and buckets of these tiny little shrimp. I don't know where they're getting them from. I mean, the ocean. I'm not ridiculous. They're getting them from the ocean. But the exact method, I mean, they're little. They're, they're, they're barely an inch at the biggest of them. So it seems... Really strange to me. Um, I did see one other thing. Just uh, uh, I will say, on the commercial level, I could not find anything for these tiny uh, shrimp being caught. I did find several people giving uh, methods for how they catch shrimps, uh, these tiny shrimps. I like a lot of them. My two favorite were, uh, one guy had built a suction, sort of a, a pump. It looked like a, we would call it a plunger in, in the world of mechanics, but uh, you might not know it as a plunger. It's like a it's a stick, and there's a tube, and he would shove it into the mud and pull up the mud, and that would get rid of the base layer of mud, and then stick it back in, pull out really wet, muddy water, shoot it back out, and there you'd have uh, shrimp. I assume he was doing it at low tide, too. Um, and then the other great way I like, and this is my favorite. This guy lived right here. He lived on the – it was from Asia. I don't know where, but um, 
not because I, I, I just assumed it was from Asia, but the uh, writing on the, the video was in a language I don't understand. Um, <laughs> but they, uh, they, they live next to, a, they built a dam in their little part of their river. They had like dammed up a little bit of water and they had floated these uh, pieces of, of like uh, leaves and stuff, like these big uh, branches uh, sort of wound together in what looked like a, like the things that they hit people with at Russian baths. So it's this big wreath sort of, and they floated them and put nets uh, underneath the, the floating leaves. So he would go in, take the floating leaves, and smack them out into the net, and what would be left were all the ants and animals that came up to feed on the floating leaves. Pretty brilliant. But once again, on the commercial level, nothing. Uh, I, maybe we'll get a shrimp too. Maybe we haven't we 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 haven't gotten the the pet yet for the show. Maybe we'll get a shrimp. I like shrimp. I have a tank, you know. Hey, uh, y'all, thanks for listening. Um, be sure to tell your library to get Hamsters of History. That is all. Really, be sure. Tell them that movie by Mike Valick. It's about hamsters, and then they'll be like, "Well, why do I need to know about hamsters?" And you tell them why. You tell them. All right. Oh, did you want me to tell you why to tell why why it is? Well, because they're adorable and you should know everything. And not knowing where hamsters come from is pretty embarrassing. They don't know. You don't know. What if someone what if you're at a business meeting or on a date and someone asks you about that? It'd be very embarrassing. 